Do you struggle with mental health or know someone who does? Join Gabrielle and Sharice as they discuss all things mental health. Each episode will be packed with information on coping, healing, and living a well-balanced life. We hope you join us in session. Hello, everybody. This is Gabrielle and Sharice with In Session Podcast, and we are so excited to talk to you today about sports and mental health. Sharice, what are you thinking? Yes, as you guys know, you know, the topic has been sports, 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 you know, with the Olympics going on right now, but a lot of it has been centered around mental health and how the athletes are taking time away for their mental health. And so, Gabrielle, what are your thoughts on that? For starters, I like what you tweeted last night. I think it was last night. And basically you were like, instead of things having to get to a point where now we're having to pull away because of our mental health, let's catch it on the front end. And so I personally love that they're considering their mental health. I think we need to have more safeguards in place so that they don't get to that point, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And I think, you know, them setting the example of, hey, I'm going to put my mental health first is kind of, you know, some people have a negative reaction to it because it's like, hey, like you were supposed to be prepared for this, but you can't ever be prepared for a mental health episode or a mental health, health scare to be present. And so I think knowing your limits and knowing what you can handle is so important and saying, hey, if this is getting too much, I need to take time away from me. Like, you know yourself best and being able to take care of your mental health before letting it get to that point where it's a crisis and people are like, oh, you should have done something about it before it got into that point. Exactly. And I want to kind of highlight the point that if you are in sports and you struggle with mental health in any degree, you really have to be surrounded by good people, right? And unfortunately, there are a lot of people in the sports arena that don't have, like, whether it's agents or sports coaches or things like that, physical therapists, even doctors who really have their best interest in mind. Instead, it's like, oh, how can I get you out the fastest? How can I wrap this ankle up and send you back out? Not really considering the long term effects. And I think the one of the things that I do love about the University of Alabama, roll tide, is, <laughs> you know, Coach Saban, for example, makes it a huge point to care for his players. And it's like, even if they want to get back on the field, if it's not what's best for you as a whole, I'm not going to let you do it. Exactly. And you got to think, if you don't have good mentors and good coaches and people who are, if they're pushing you to, like, push your body past extremes, yeah. that's not good. So you begin to internalize that and say, okay, I am able to handle everything right. and that's not that's the not case. possible yeah. and if you you push yourself to extremes if you're an athlete it can be really dangerous and so in the case of Simone Biles I don't know if you heard but she had the thing called the twisties yeah. which I didn't know anything about until I read up on it but basically <laughs> it's when you freeze or when you you don't complete your motions in the air yeah and so she blanked out when she was competing and that was really scary for her of because course. if she wasn't if she didn't come back to consciousness of what she was doing she could have hit her head or she could have right. done something dangerous that would have took her out of being able to even enjoy her sport for the rest of her Exactly. And I love how other gymnasts rallied around her and they were like, hey, I completely get that, you know. And essentially what happens is, is that anytime you're competing at such a high level, you don't know the pressure those people are under. Right. First of all, the Olympics is a, you know, world stage. So everybody's looking, everybody's commenting. That alone is a lot of pressure. Then you're doing these really advanced skills that kind of jeopardize your life, your health and your safety. If I'm not completely there, if I'm unsure even a little bit, if I'm having a moment where, like you said, she's blacking out, it's not safe for me. And I think most people, most, you know, human people would say, okay, no, take care of yourself. Exactly. 
How did you feel when you saw the people on social media almost saying like, you know, either she's not cut out for this or like, oh, you should have been prepared. Like, what do you say to that? I was really shocked. So the first comment that I was really shocked about was someone saying, oh, she only had like five years to prepare for this. Okay, well, yes, she's been preparing for this, but you don't prepare for mental health to overtake you, right? And when it when yeah. it, when it does, you have to take what, you know, the information in your own body and decide what's best for you and that's what she yeah. did. And think about it, if she didn't do that and she pushed herself and something went wrong, everyone would have been saying she should have took a break, right. she should have sat down let right. the other girls handle it. And you know, that's not fair. Let people make their own judgment when it comes to their mental health and stop putting, I guess, your own expectations on them. I yeah. think that's what everyone's upset about or most people that I've been seeing. It's like, you know, in corporate America, people comparing it to like a job, they want you to push your body to extremes for the job, right? Yep. And they don't really care how it affects, it affects you. you at all. Yeah. And that is the unfortunate nature of the world we live in. Um, mm-hmm. I don't like that part of the, I guess, American dream, if you will, that we work and we do these things and it doesn't matter. We sacrifice all. That's not a good mentality, you know? And so even some people who probably have attended therapy can tell you, there's an immense amount of pressure to be successful, whether you're an athlete or not. And I think that drive for success for a lot of people, if it's not balanced appropriately, it can overtake you, Mm -hmm. you know, and whether it was um, Simone or Naomi or Michael Phelps even commented, I believe everybody's saying like, look, this is a hard stage to compete on. And, you know, it's been a couple of years back, but Michael Phelps openly battled with depression. He had suicidal ideation at a point because his mental was that affected by what he was going through. And so the question that I have is like, okay, are we not protecting our athletes? Are we only viewing them as like, no offense, like cows at a stockyard to make us some money? Or do we care about them as people at this point? Right. And that's an important question to ask. So I was doing some research and it actually highlighted the difference between an individual sport and like a team sport Mm -hmm. and how coaches can interact with athletes that make them less likely to have mental health diagnoses. Mm -hmm. And so they're saying like when you make it fun, you make it like, um, I guess, more so on focus on their skill versus competition or like, you know, being number one or winning or losing they're more likely to reap the positive benefits of mental health from being an athlete because, you know, working out has positive benefits on your mental health, right? You have, you know, mood stabilized, less anxiety, less, less depression. And so the same thing is true for sports unless it's a focus on winning or losing. Exactly. And don't get me wrong. You know, anybody who knows me knows I love sports. I love the competitive nature of it. But you do have to keep that thing in check, right? And so a real story is I've never done gymnastics, but I did competitive cheer coming up. And that's interesting because I have a pretty bad fear of heights, like Mm -hmm. it's maybe even phobia level. But I think it kind of got to that way because as you get more advanced, the skills, you know, change. And so I remember when I got to a particular level where, oh, well, you should be doing this skill and you should be doing this. Mm -hmm. And so... There are things like you go from like a round off to a back handspring to a back tuck to a layout to a full to a double. Right. Mm -hmm. As those skills kept increasing, I I think I think you're you're right. I was never kind of coached in this environment like, oh, this is fun. Let's kind of do this and reap the positive benefits. It was like, no, we need to win worlds or we need to win this award, what have you. And I got really, really freaked out by that. And one of our competitions, I couldn't like it was painful like I I did it the day of but I remember being under so much mental anguish I couldn't complete my moves um I would go up to do the tuck or go up to do the layout and it it, my body literally would freeze in the air and I couldn't explain why and I'm like I can't fix it I don't know what's wrong 
but it was so much pressure on my mental right. and I was scared and I didn't feel safe emotionally, you know? Yeah, that's so scary. And I'm glad that you had that experience to, to you know, to talk about it now, but because yeah. that's so important that I think team sport versus individual sport. So I did track and field growing up and, you know, that's hey. more of an individual sport and <laughs> I did hurdles and I can't believe it now because I'm so clumsy, but, um, <laughs> but I loved it. And the coaching was really focused on, um, you know, having fun and doing your best. But yeah. I think for me, even with individual sport, it comes down to the person too, because you can yeah. put a lot of pressure on yourself because, you know, with individual sports, especially when you get older, you're relying on yourself. You have to be responsible. You have to, you know, you get to de like decide how much time you get to spend in the gym or spend yep. working out, right? Yep. And so you're self-reliant. And when you lose, it's like, oh, crap, what did mm -hmm. I do yep. to lose? Like, you know, you internalize that a lot and it can really lead to depression and anxiety. And I remember one time, you know, in track, they always say you're competing against yourself, you're competing mm -hmm. against your own time, right? And so yeah. I'm trying to beat my time. I'm trying to do all I can to, you know, get my time. And, yeah. you know, they didn't always focus on just winning or losing, but they made it fun. But still, I remember one track meet, it was indoor track meet, and it was my first time competing on hard floor. And I was psyching myself gotcha. out. I couldn't complete my jumps over the hurdles, and so I just, I didn't do the race. Got it. I knew that if I were to do it if, and I fell, it would be just over for me. And so I was like, I'm just not, I'm not going to do it. And so that was the first Got moment it. where I realized I might be putting too much pressure on myself. Of course, like, yeah. I just need to have fun. And overall, track was fun for me. Yeah. And I think what we're kind of touching on is that you can have, like, a massive amount of potential but that doesn't mean that potential has to drive you to the brink of some type of breakdown. What do I mean by that? I think so many coaches will say, oh, I see greatness in you and you could go to the next level. And that's true. And don't get me wrong. Like I'm a huge Kobe Bryant fan and I love his dedication to hard work. But we have to understand, one, how much we can take. And two, how can we foster this love for success and achievement without breaking ourselves completely down. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so you can be so talented and you could go to the NFL or to the Olympics or NBA, whatever your dream is, but you just want to make sure that that hard work and dedication is balanced with taking care of yourself too. Yeah, it's all about balance. And I know that we always say that, but it really is so important. You can't just focus on one thing and not focus on the other, which would be, you know, all just focusing on being an athlete, right? Yeah. You have to focus on being a human. Like everyone keeps exactly. saying, we are human first. And so what does that human aspect mean? It means taking care of yourself outside of sports so that you can play your sport and you mm -hmm. can enjoy your sport. And so in research, it shows that if you focus on just being an athlete, you actually, you can begin to devalue your sport and then you mm -hmm. actually end up not liking it yep. and so you might end up you know pushing yourself through it and really being miserable or you might end up quitting when you could have really enjoyed it and had a lifelong career in it yeah yeah and you know what i think is interesting is that someone made the point that as a country we've been through a lot <laughs> the past <Yes. laughs> year alone right and so even if you have people like simone who've been training for something for however many plus years We've had a rough like year and a half, almost two years. And I think people have downplayed how that affects us, right? We've been under COVID-19 protocol going on like two years, yes, right? Yes. And that whole thing of like getting tested all the time and quarantining and being isolated, that stuff matters. Not to mention this time last year, our country was reeling with like police brutality and all these, you know, unarmed black men and women being shot and killed. Mm -hmm that stuff takes an effect. Right. And so I think it highlights that they're not just athletes. What goes on in the world matters. Mm -hmm. And has anyone stopped and said, are we okay? Because we just came through a lot. Are we all right? Yeah. 
Yeah, I had this, this person, I was watching their video and they had like their boss or something asked them like, how are you doing? Like, how is your heart today? And she just wanted to cry because no one really asked that. They expect yeah. you to push through and keep going amidst everything that's going on in the world. And then when you think about the Olympics, there's so many people there. And I mm -hmm. think they're they're in a bubble too, yeah, right? Yeah, in a bubble, yeah. And, but that's still scary, right? And so COVID doesn't just go away because, yeah. you know, they're trying to do all they can to protect the athletes. Yes, they're doing all they can, but it doesn't mean that it just goes away and that the anxiety just evaporates. It's yep. still there and it's still a everyone who's there yep not to mention and you know I think if I'm correct at this year's Olympics they're not allowing fans or either the fans okay. are really limited and I think oh, that yeah. could play a factor too because yeah. especially when you're overseas or away from your home country things like that you kind of do feel a little bit isolated and there is something about having people in the stands cheering for you and rooting you on not to say that it would completely overpower like your mental state or your twisties, yeah. but you do have a sense of like, okay, I have people in the stands who love me, right? They, they could kind of push you, you know, through some things in a sense. Yeah. They don't even have that. Yeah. And so it's like the hurdle to be great, the hurdle to be okay is even higher now, right. you know? Right. It's hard, guys. And so <laughs> give people a break. You know, we are human. Yes. And I think, you know, just recognizing that, recognizing that, you know, we shouldn't have to get to this point to recognize that mental health is important. You know, just remembering people know themselves better than you know them. And so if they realize they have to take a break for their mental health, respecting that and asking, you know, what can I do to be an advocate and not judgmental? Exactly. And I'm going to be honest, something that hit home for me was when the tennis star Naomi kind of said, mm -hmm. like, doing these press interviews is bad for my mental health. I was honestly shocked <laughs> at how many people were like, it's your job to talk right. to the press. And don't get me wrong. I understand if there were people who genuinely cared about her and wanted to talk about the match. But what she said was that when I lose a match and then I have to go talk to someone and they're asking me questions like, oh, what could you have done better? Or what do you think about the match? In that moment, she's like, I'm in a dark place. And so it makes me spiral worse to have to go through that. And it blows my mind that people don't get that, right? Right, yeah, like put yourself in their shoes. Like how would you feel? And like just listen to what they say. They're not just doing it to get out of it. I think people right. think, oh, she's just saying that so she doesn't have to, to no. do it because it's not, like no one really likes to do it, but it's, it's acknowledged that you do it because it's part of the job. Yes, it is part of the job. And, and she knows that. She said that. I know it's part of the job, but I decided to take that chance for my yeah. mental health and not do it. And it turned out in her in her favor. You know, you don't want to keep pushing yourself when you know your limits. Yeah. And so we have to respect that. Yep. And I think that goes to the reporters, to any type of like paparazzi, things like that. Don't push people when you or kick people when you know they're down. Right. You know, I could totally get most people if they just want a championship or something, they probably are really pumped and they want to, you know, oh, shout out to my teammates and all that. But if someone just lost a hard fault, whatever, they probably don't feel the best. Right. And it can be a real insensitive moment for you to be like, oh, I see you lost today. Exactly. What happened? Like, right. can I have a minute to get myself together mm -hmm. first? Yeah. And so I think maybe we could even change or the sports industry could change how they do that. Right. Maybe changing the process of press interviews, giving them time to decompress first, something. Yeah. What do you think about the change in like uniforms for females? Have you been seeing that? Yes. Yes. You know, I'm a big person on being empowered, whatever that means for you. And so, for example, if you like wearing the kind of leotard look and you feel good about that, you rock it. If you're like, nope, I want to wear this unitard and I feel good about it, do that too. Mm -hmm. I don't like, I guess, when you feel forced into something. Right. And so as long as people aren't being forced, I'm good with it. You know, like if you feel like you have a say-so in what you're wearing and, and what you feel comfortable in, do that. Yeah. 
What do you think? I think, you know, I was reading the article on the Norwegian volleyball team and how yeah. they decided to wear the shorts and stuff, and they got fined for that, and they just wanted to be comfortable, and so they decided, hey, like, last minute, they're going to do what they are, they want to do to feel comfortable, even yeah. if it gave them a fine. I think this gets the ball rolling for conversations of how things that are normalized should not be normalized gotcha. anymore, things that affect people's, you know, ability to, to be okay and to yeah. do their sport and to feel, you know, mentally safe. And yeah. so I think um, with the with the leotards, the what do what team wore the leggings? Was it Russia or was it someone different? It was some, I don't know. We can yeah. find out and put it in the comments. <laughs> yeah, they wore the, the leggings and they were saying they want to really prevent the sexualization of young girls and women in the sport because it's Got been it. so, it's been going on for so long and yeah. it shouldn't be something that's normalized. And I think having those conversations and taking that leap to do something different is so important right now. And I think that yeah. it's important for people to stand behind them as well. Yeah. And something that I want to point out, too, is that I, I know for spe specifically for track, if I'm not mistaken, the comment was like the uniforms are because it's less wind resistant or something. Mm -hmm. Right. So they're like, OK, we wear these, you know, tighter shorts or tighter whatever, because it helps us run faster, which I yeah. get. But maybe we could just leave it up to the individual. Yes. Right. Like if they, if they feel comfortable wearing that and they don't feel sexualized or something like that, do it. But if you feel like, hey, I kind of feel objectified when mm -hmm. I wear this. And you're okay with saying, I realize this may or may not affect my speed. Why do we care, right? That well, Let them do what's best for them at that point. Yeah, that's the key. Let people do what's best for them and stop regulating what we think other people should be doing. Exactly. Like, mic yeah. drop, right? Yeah. Like, you know, I think when we have those standards and let's normalize this, that does become a problem. Mm -hmm. They, if they want to take that risk, if it's going to slow them down, okay, wh why do you care? Exactly. If they're aware of that, that's their choice. It's their race. Support it. As long as they're not coming out there, I guess, in something that would affect the other runners, why does it matter? Or the other, whatever the other athlete is, why does it matter? Exactly. It shouldn't matter. Yet we live in a world where it does, right? Exactly. <laughs> so if you're listening and I guess you're an athlete or you just are watching what's going on, how do you think we could tell athletes to better protect themselves and then us advocates or watchers, what could we do? I would say for athletes out there, always self-monitor to make sure that you're having fun in your sport. If you're not having fun, really reevaluate what you're doing because it can really lead to mental health problems in the future. Like Got you it. could be experiencing depression and anxiety, but feel like you have to do the sport because you're obligated. Well, take a look at, you know, how you're feeling with the sport. And, you know, it was recommended in this research that I was reading that you take one or two days off a week from your sport and also take, like if you're doing it year round, take two three months off just to have time for yourself Got because it. if you're so immersed in something you're not really focused on what else you could be enjoying yeah i like think about all the pressures of just being this one athlete the whole year round yeah. that doesn't seem like it would be very helpful yeah you know or really helpful to your mental health and so really self-evaluate you know do i like my sport do i like what i'm doing how can i change it so that it can be more enjoyable versus a focus on always winning or losing or how exactly. i could be better or what did i do to lose yep and if we're honest, when you take time to self-monitor and you take time to, I'm going to you know, take a break, whether that's I'm going on a vacation, I'm just taking a mental health rest, something like that, you can perform better. Mm -hmm. I think people tend to forget that rest does not make you lazy. It doesn't make you inefficient in some way. Yeah. It actually helps you be the best version of yourself. Um, that's why we have phones who need to be charged, right? Like. Mm -hmm. If we don't charge our phone, it can't function like it needs to because exactly. it's going to die and we don't have access to it. It's the same thing with your body, your mental health, all of that. You can't be this really great athlete if you're never taking time to charge up. Mm -hmm. And that's not just like, oh, let me drink some protein powder and get back on it. No, 
I need to sit with myself. I need to enjoy myself, go on a vacation, hang out with my family and my friends, right? Yeah. Do something to decompress. That's so, so important. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So for advocates, I guess we can end there. If you're not an athlete, I would tell you um, if you have like kids who want to do sports or even if you're just an innocent bystander and you're watching this, give people grace, right? So when you see people on TV or around you who are being human, right? And they're also athletes. Be considerate of that. Don't be so quick to say, oh, they should have performed better or why are they quitting? Try to put yourself in their shoes for a little bit and say, hey, if I was under that type of pressure, is it likely that I could experience something like that? Even if you don't think you would have gotten the twisties or something like that, can you at least have empathy to understand someone else that may have been too much, right? Mm -hmm. And if you have kids or, you know, siblings or something like that who are involved in sports, don't put so much pressure on them that it takes away the fun because you can be great and still have fun. You can still, um, you know, work on being your best self, all that good stuff, but you have to have it in balance. That's a a big word. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's important to teach life skills through sports. And so it's not always just about, you know, come on, like, yeah, do your best, do this, but how can they be a better person? How can they learn from their sport? Not just always a focus on, you know, how much pressure you're putting on them to do, to do, to do their best. Of course you want them to do their best, but think about a time when you're pressured, yeah. It doesn't make getting a task done any easier At all. or, you know, any more <laughs> no. fun. Yeah. And so take the pressure off a little bit because that allows the pressure to be taken off of them and they can more so focus on the fun of the sport and being able to enjoy instead of, oh my gosh, you know, I need to win. I need to do this. I need to beat my, my time, yeah, you know, yeah. it, that, that doesn't make it fun. Yeah. So teach greatness, right? And greatness is not just how well you perform. It takes a lot of things to be a great athlete, to be a great anything, yeah. and that includes taking care of yourself. Yeah, and it goes beyond just, I like you said, great anything, because it goes beyond just being an athlete. You know, your kid might be in clubs or in yeah. other activities. The same thing applies. You know, don't just put so much pressure on them to where it takes it away from them. I think that immerses yourself more into the into their activity than yeah. they're allowed to, <laughs> you know, interject themselves into it. And so I would recommend just not doing that because it makes it more about you than it does about your child or about the person who's in yeah. that activity. Yeah. And Sharice, you kind of touched on corporate America, right? (laughs) Even if you're not in corporate America, if you just work somewhere else, this applies to you too. Don't put so much pressure on yourself to be this, I got to be a perfect mom, a perfect wife, husband, or a perfect coworker or boss, what have you. Don't put that pressure on yourself. Give yourself space to be human. Give yourself space to say, hey, I'm going to be committed to this task and I'm going to give it my best, Mm -hmm. but I'm also equally going to give myself my best too. And that includes rest. Right. And that that reminds us that we're humans. We're not robots. We're not able to just function on on nothing, right? We have to take, like she said, take time for yourself, charge up to be the best version of yourself. And so if you're listening, that is our main piece of advice to you today. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for tuning in and we hope to see you next time.